0: Luxury Lounge. That's right. Every Thursday we head into the lounge and we shut the door and you and I get to complain about anything we'd like. That's right. Anything. There's no complaint that's too large or too small. It is really a place. It's a safe space. And I wanted to do something a little different this week. Okay. Usually I have a guest on. The guest and I go over our complaints and then we Go to your emails and i think this week i wanted to show you guys what it's like when i do it on patreon so this is v- it's just you and me dim the lights it's you and papa jt and we're gonna get through. Lots of emails. I'm just going to go email, email, email. So if you have an email that you want to send to the lounge, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com, title it Luxury Lounge. That's right. Put a little taste of what it is next to, you know, the title Luxury Lounge. Give me a little, little flavor and uh, we'll get into it. But I, I want to say if you enjoy this one where, and this is how I do it on Patreon, patreon.com slash Jared Freed on Patreon, and I'm, I'm using this as a gateway to get you to sign on up, because $5 a month gets you three extra podcasts a week, that's right so Wednesday I do, I do Luxury Lounge like this, it's no guest, it's you and me and I, I read all of the complaints and then Friday I do one more email, which is a longer email that's directly from Patreon subscribers. I do one email and it's an advice email. And then Sundays is Coffee with J Train, where I go through my notebook and tell some stories from the week. It's, it's way, I'd say Coffee with J Train is way closer to what my stand up is. Some people have been coming to the shows, and I'm really appreciative of you guys coming to the shows and being a part of those. And listen, if you're in Perrysburg, Ohio, I am there this weekend. Uh, that's near Toledo. Um, I'm also going to be in Buffalo, Syracuse. Uh, we're doing the live "You Up" show, at town hall in New York City, and then St. Louis, Missouri for New Year's Eve. I got more dates coming for the year uh, for the New Year. Can you believe it? It's already we're already there, baby. So I will be. But I do have people come up to me at the shows, and they're like, "I'm a Patreon subscriber," and I remember you know you starting to tell this story. You might be able to hear the Street Sweeper. I don't know if you guys can hear it. My God, it sounded like a tornado came through. Um, it's it's always fun to have the Patreon subscribers. They're like, oh, I remember that story from Coffee with J-Train. I just saw one last night in New Jersey. So thank you all for coming to the show. And also, if you want to sign up for Patreon and be a part of that, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. There's an app. It goes directly to your phone like any other app, and you can listen to the podcast On whatever podcast device you'd like, you can, you know, move them over. There's a there's a whole process once you get involved. But I welcome to the lounge. We're gonna get right to it. We're doing so. We're gonna do it like I do. The regular Patreon. This is how it started. I mean this this show started from Patreon. So we're gonna go straight into it. All the complaints. um, We will start with my complaint. Hit the music. Jared, he has some problems Jared, he's got some issues to do Get off his chest right now Jared has a lot of issues Jared has a issue with a lot of problems things that we can discuss can you relate to the problem now okay I am so sick uh, I'm t- so to get to New Jersey I'm taking ubers I don't have a car here and but I'm leaving you know the shows are around 7 730. Okay, and it's an hour away, so you're taking a. It's a big Uber transaction, Lyft Uber. The problem when you get into the upper, you know, when you get into those hour rides for Uber, if you've ever taken, is and you're and you're doing it around, you know, dealing with traffic, so you got to leave two hours early. So I'm leaving at five o'clock on a Friday. That is the ultimate time that you don't want to be taking an uber that's when surge is hitting that's when they're getting their real bucks and you don't want to be taking an hour ride so now i have to decide do i leave at four so that i don't hit the surge pricing or do i risk it leave at six so the surge kind of weighs you know basically you know stop surging but you're saying you better not hit too much traffic and now you're sitting there you know, racing against the clock, and I don't wanna do that before a show. So I, and then you go, how much is my time worth? So I say, I'll risk it. So around five o'clock, I'm hitting that, what I do, so then I start shopping, so to speak, and there's nothing more annoying than when you go to Uber and you see the price and you go, I'll give it 10 more minutes, let me come back, and then it goes down. So yesterday, I go to Uber around 5.30, no, because, I thought the show started at 8, but it actually started at 7.30. So I was leaving in an 8 o'clock world. So at 6 o'clock, I go to Uber, and it's showing $200 to get down. And I'm going, oh, God, 200 bucks. And like, it, it hurts. And I say, I'll wait 10 minutes. Let me, let me, let me. Now I'm sitting at the, at the craps table of life. I wait 10 minutes. It's showing 180. I felt like... I legit won the lottery. And I go to 180 and I put my hand on the button and Allison Libby, who's been on this show many times, she's opening for the shows. And I said, Allison, are you here? So I go to her text message and she goes, I'm about a minute away. I go, perfect. I go back to the Uber to hit confirm and it changes back to 200. And I'm like, oh, got me. And it's like, now, you know, it, it, it is as if I was sitting at the blackjack table and I said one more hand and I pushed all my chips to the middle and I lost it. It was just, just, it's not that, you know, it's not that the price is like killing me or whatever and in 200 is something I was prepared to spend. It's more about knowing that it could have been cheaper. It's that idea that I'm living in a world that's $20 more expensive. It's just, oy, I thought I was winning. Okay. Let's go to your emails. Gmail.com. Title it Luxury Lounge. Um, sign up for Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jared Fried. Let's do it. European Luxury Lounge complaint. Hi, Jared. I'm one of your United States turned international listeners. I love listening to your podcast and saw you in Philly last winter. Thank you. Moving on to my luxury complaint. My husband and I are originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We moved to Hamburg, Germany in September, for his job, from anyone 's perspective, we would seem to be living the perfect European life, a gorgeous apartment in a beautiful German city, full access to cheap travel around the eu better health care, better food, etc. <laughs> I like when these people leave the country they 're like everything 's better just better everything but i 've heard Germany has like a really good quality of living. All of this is incredible, and I'm so yeah. And it's also like better healthcare, better living, and that's like also here's my complaint. You know, all all this is incredible, and I am so lucky to be living here. But I cannot stop complaining about how there is no Chipotle or Target anywhere in Germany. That's what you get. That's what that's right. Listen, the you you go elsewhere. Goodbye. Goodbye. Takeout. Goodbye. Ten minutes seamless. I miss the feeling of walking into a Target to buy one $3 item and leaving with $500 worth of products. Forget the schnitzel and fresh pay- pastries. I want to eat an entire Chipotle bowl as fast as possible until I feel like I'm going to die. We have only been here for two months so far, so I think I'm still clinging to my American comforts rather than adapting to my new city. But man, I really miss Chipotle and Target. That's the difference in America. That is the difference, the ease of things. It's not, I understand what she's saying. She's doing, you know, I understand that you're going to Target buying a bunch of shit. Um, I want to eat Chipotle, but it's really the flexibility of walking in and being like and being like oh you know uh let me just get a burrito it's it's done and quick and easy and fast nothing is done and quick and easy and fast in Europe there's no uh oh they'll be here in two seconds you know so it is LPS, oh, I have serious FOMO that I'm not in the United States uh, to attend your New Brunswick stand up shows. My best friend was at the show on Thursday. That was last night, and she loved it. Uh, if you're looking to take your stand up international, yeah, I'm always looking to take it international. So I, I would love to, you know, when people say come to my city, like I want to go to every city. So that I, I it is European living, you know, there's that one moment where it's like, let's get a coffee and you're sitting out in a piazza and it's a seven hour coffee day and that's a good European life. But then there's the American, I want to go to Starbucks. I want to walk in, walk out, not look anybody. I'm not looking to sit in piazza land. I'm looking to chug through this straw a Starbucks macchiato and that's just the American way. Luxury Lounge, online ticket service fees. J Train, love the pod, saw you at You Up Live a couple years ago in Seattle. Thank you, I was recently purchasing... Online tickets that said $30 a ticket until you get to the checkout page and then it added on $10 per ticket and service fees Why don't they just add in the service fees to the price of the ticket if they made the ticket $40 to start with? I would just assume the ticket was $40 but making it 30 then adding $10 just means I get annoyed But what they but what they need that service fee for and reconsider if I should buy the ticket the first place Thanks, just show me the actual ticket cost. I'm with you. I don't understand these ticket companies at all like i don't understand the first of all what service is going on online we the whole point of online is that we've gotten rid of the person who works at the toll booth you know every company that sponsors this website their whole gimmick and i don't mean to lessen what they're doing by calling it a gimmick is that they've cut out the middleman A company like, you know, Linen, who sponsors this show, they're like, you know, no more Bed, Bath & Beyond. We're sending it straight to you. You know, the company like, uh, you know, Talkspace, you know, we're cutting out the building that the therapist has to work in and we're passing on the savings to you. The ticket companies put this thing called service fee and, you know, it's, I think it's, what I think it's calling it a service fee because we don't trust what service is being done. We didn't get these tickets delivered on a golden platter and white glove service. That's not what happened. It it, it is. A, I think it's this is a, a a over, you know, what is it? I I say this all the time, but it, and it's not my line, but it's um. It's a overpromise underdeliver. under-deliver, just in that phrase. And, and listen, I deal with ticket people all the time because I'm dealing with my own shows. Sometimes what they do is they go, we got to do a pre-sale. And you go, well, I don't want to promote a pre-sale. I don't want to be out here being like, okay, go get your pre-tickets Thursday because then they actually come out a month from now. It's like, no. And, and they're doing, and it, it's like, just be honest with us or just release the tickets a month earlier. Why are we? What are we getting? Why are we getting? You know, uh, you know. Why are we being bashful here? And the same thing goes to the service fee. Just say just. And I'm with this person. It's a forty dollars ticket. Nobody's sitting here being like, you know, is it was a thirty dollars? And let me go to my service fee checking account to pay for the service fee. No, no, no. This is all one pot to us, so it should be one pot to you. Jtrainpodcast at gmail Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com Jared loved the pod I just had something happen to me while I was in the moment thought of you knew I had to email see this is what the luxury lounge is for you're sitting there you're like oh my god I'm enraged Let's go to the lounge. Can we talk about how annoying it is when you're checking out and the cashier tries to get you to join their rewards program or sign up for a credit card then make you feel bad after you when you say no? I was at a store picking up a couple of things. The line was so long, and once it was finally my turn, I was just ready to get out of there. After the guy scanned my item, he said, what's your phone number for our rewards program? I said, I don't have one. The guy looked at me in shock. My card was already in the card reader. I was just ready to go. He said, are you sure? You don't want to join It's totally free I said no thank you He said again Wow alright Sh- You sure you can save $5 On this purchase right now Oh I would be so annoyed I'm with them I would take an extra $5 And throw it at their face And go I don't need your fucking money It's the thing the, 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 These are drug dealers These are big bu- we, Big business These large companies They're not looking You think they're just looking to give you $5 Out of the goodness of their Walgreens heart I said, no, not today, and then said, hey, and then he said, hey, I said, wow, okay, I'll remember that, remember that, what do you, is that a threat, and looked at the other cashiers like I was the problem for simply not wanting to join, my complaint with this is why can't they just take no for an answer once, I don't, this guy, see, this is the type of stuff, it's a woman writing in, but I, and she claims she's saying it's a he, so. Um, I'm gonna go with these uh, genders in this, I, and I have to say, I think this happens more to women than men. I don't, I don't think I deal with this like this. Will they, won't they, with the cashier at Walgreens? Like I, I this guy's, it's not like to me. This interaction is like a, f- it's like him giving you shit. Like I've never had a woman at Walgreens be like, "Are you sure you don't want to save any money?" I guess I can't say never, but I just don't. This isn't like a regular thing in my life. I would li- I would be more likely to agree to join the rewards program if they weren't so over the top. I This is over the top. This guy went above and beyond. And this is an, an extra situation. But I do agree the rewards program that they're offering isn't a reward at all. It's something to track how you spend, that, what they're doing. And I'm not being, I mean, I guess I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but this isn't, I I I believe this to be true, and you can let me know how off I am, and I'm willing. I'm willing to be wrong. I live in a world. I think we should all be willing to be wrong. Um, but this this company, I, and I keep saying Walgreens, but CVS, it's Dwayne Reed, it's uh, you know Costco, Walmart, uh, any supermarket. Their rewards program isn't to help you out. That is like you know that's to. the... You know, they're the devil. That's how the devil works in every single story. Hey, do you want $5 off now so that I have your soul forever? So they're trying to get your soul forever, meaning they wanna see how you spend. And what they're gonna do is they're gonna start making the items you don't buy cheaper and the ones you do buy more expensive. And they'll get you $5 back. Don't you worry. And And that's the thing. We live in a world run by nerds. Okay, we have to admit we were not the nerds. We were not the coders. We were not the people who, you know, we weren't the people making the video games. Well, those people, after we gave them wedgies their whole life, they are now in control, and they're going to get your money. And that they're working the back office, and they're saying, "Hey, you know, um, Walgreens, you can steal back your five dollars. Not only will you get your five dollars back if you track what they buy, you're going to get." Your thousands of dollars per year back. You're going to make money on these people. I don't trust it. I don't, you know, I'm sure I'm signed up for a rewards program places. I'm the type of person that goes, they go, Are you part of our rewards program? I go, I don't know. I put in my number. They go, nope. I go, guess not. Goodbye. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Title it, Luxury Lounge. And I want to hear from you. If you're enjoying the alone episode that's great I'll assume you enjoyed. If I hear nothing I'll assume you enjoyed. And I'm not doing this every week. I'm an artist, okay? <laughs> I'm a creative, I'm an artist and as an artist I want to keep creating. Right? I want to keep uh, I want to keep getting better. I'm under the, the you know, think of the luxury lounge like a car I'm tinkering with the engine. So I'm doing an alone episode. I like having the guests on because I like showing you new comics. I like, I mean, it takes a lot of the work off of me. I'm, uh, listen, you're getting a lot of emails. We're 17 minutes in. We're cruising right now. So if, if you're like, never do this again, yeah, I kind of want to hear that this was off. If I hear like a loud growing bass of like this was the worst experience ever, but this, you know, this both make my life easier. Having the guests is nice because it gets I get to go back and forth with a guest and introduce you to someone. Doing it alone is nice because I don't have to book a guest. So if you if you enjoy, let me know what you thought. Let me know. And you know you can DM me, text, or tweet me, tweet at me, tw- or, or make it your Instagram story and let people know that you loved it. That's a that's how I know you loved it when people are like, "This was the best one of all time." Luxury lounge voicemail not transcribing. J train. I hate when my iPhone. Won't accurately transcribe voicemails. I am with you. This is horrible, it, and I hate that you the option. It's it's not that it doesn't do it. It's that I know it it wants to do it. It's trying, and it's like yes, if this worked, it would be amazing. I and it's like you know, the only ones that work are call me back, but that should honestly be the only. Like I don't know. I I hate. I hate voicemails, like a voicemail should be like, call me back, it's not serious. Call me back, it's really serious. But everything's okay. Like, I want to know the temperature check on it. Won't accurately, uh, I hate when my iPhone won't accurately transcribe voicemails or even worse when it won't transcribe at all and just says unable to transcribe this message. I know, that's the worst. I let calls go to voicemail so I can avoid people and I more often than not still don't want to listen to the voicemail. Apple needs to fix this so I can save time and not have to listen to anyone's stupid voice when I don't absolutely have to. Here's the thing. The technology exists. I mean, look at TikTok. It's, they've got captions on all the videos, and it's speaking to you now. So the fact that Apple isn't where TikTok is, you're like, come on, what, What's? why are we even here right now? So it's knowing that the technology's out there. It's them saying, yeah, we tried, but we can't. And it's like, well, now you've, again, over-promised, under-delivered. And now you're sitting here being like, oh, now I gotta go listen to this idiot. And if it's a number you don't recognize, that's the scariest moment in the entire world, that moment before the message plays. And it's like... Hey Jared, um, it's us at Verizon. You're like, okay, get to it, and we want to say that we can offer you a new, you know, price. And you're like, oh, fuck you, Verizon! I thought you, my account was hacked, and everyone, all my money was gone. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Solo Stove. It's finally fall. The cider is chilled. The pumpkin spice is flowing in your sweaters are finally out of the closet. Now all that's left is to get that bonfire going and Solo Stove is here to help. Solo Stove is the smokeless fire pit. I love this. Use parts of your home you never used before. The bonfire, holiday season, hot apple cider, that's a moment. That's That's a memory. That's having friends over. That's taking a regular Thursday and turning it into a glamorous hangout. Solo Stove fire pits are brilliantly engineered and beautifully crafted, made with premium grade 304 stainless steel and a patented 360 degree airflow system that maximizes efficiency while minimizing smoke. Easy to light with a few bits of starter. Your fire is blazing in minutes. Perfectly portable like take Solo Stove with you on camping trips and more. Get the perfect fire pit for those fall nights and make your backyard a destination with a spectacular fire pit from Solo Stove. Shop the fall event now and get an extra $10 off when you use promo code J. Train at checkout. They're so confident you'll love it. There, they offer a limited time warranty. Or, or hold on, let me re- repeat that. They're so confident you'll love it. They'll offer a lifetime warranty and a 30-day free return policy. That's how confident they know you're going to love it. Just go to SoloStove.com and remember, you get ten dollars off when you use promo code JTrain. The J-Train podcast is pro- is sponsored by Roman. Even though you are far from ordinary, the truth is that ED is really common. In fact, a whopping 52% of guys between 40 and 70 years old experience some form of, of erectile dysfunction. Go to getroman.com slash J-Train right now and speak to a U.S.-licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get $15 off your first month of treatment. I gotta say, this is one of those things that we go, ah, it, it was just that one time or it was just that because I drank too much. Well, why don't you know for sure? And if something can help you, then at least you, you, you're you in the game and you're talking to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional. So it's it's better to know than not. And if you have a partner that just keeps saying, oh, it's fine, it's because I'm too drunk, maybe this is an easy – this is – a way to talk to them about it Roman's system is completely confidential and totally discreet no big logos or labels on packages with Roman you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction all from the comfort and privacy of your home a US licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate it ships to you free with two day shipping the whole process is straightforward convenient and discreet take care of your ED without leaving your home complete an online visit today to connect with a US licensed healthcare professional and take care of it go to getroman.com com slash j today and if you're prescribed if you're prescribed you get fifteen dollars off your first month of ED treatment make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall be Roman ready J Podcast at gmail.com J podcast at gmail.com luxury lounge title of luxury lounge also this is what we do on Patreon I it's a duet okay you write in your complaint I read all complaints on Patreon so Oh, this is called Luxury Lounge, Vacation All I Ever Wanted. Vacation All I Ever Wanted. Vacation, na-na-na-na-na-na. I like when you don't know the word, but you know the tune, and it turns into na-na-na-na-na-na. Jared, Feather Feather, love the lounge, everything you do. Thank you. My husband and I saw you at the cellar back in the day. We've been following your career ever since. Congratulations on everything. That's very nice to hear. Thank you. I start To start... Here's some context to set up my luxury complaint. Not to be all hashtag blessed, but I live in the greatest city in the world, NYC, and make a comfortable living in a career I love. In addition to what I think is a fulfilling professional life, I also have a wonderful husband and an amazing two-year-old. We love it. Everyone here is happy for you. Everyone here is happy. Everyone here is happy. We love your life. Good for fucking you. We love spending time together and most uh, of our disposable income goes to vacations. Love it. Two months ago, I planned a trip to the Catskills for the entire week of Thanksgiving with my sister. So the Catskills are like, you know, the mountains of New York, so to speak, if you're not not sure. She kind of invited herself because she knows my husband and I like to go out of town that week every year because it falls on our anniversary. Okay, that's, your, your sister's now being a nudge. It's one thing to be like you go to, you go out of town because going out of town on Thanksgiving is fun. You spent your whole life cramped up in your old house, and you're like, no, we're gonna do something different, and it feels like an extra vacation. It feels like you, you, you escaped the, the regularity of life, the the scheduling of life, which is nice. And I feel that when I go down to Florida, like my parents being in Boca now, it doesn't feel like Thanksgiving. I go down there like the weather isn't right. Like I'm used to like. Chill in the air, you know, you can wake up early and go to the high school football game. Like, I'm used to that life. So when you go to Boca, you're like, the first few times, you know, I kind of do miss being in Needham for Thanksgiving, but I do also understand that feeling of like, Wow, no one even knows you can take a trip during this week. You don't have to be with everyone. You know, you could be at the beach. So, like to go out. So, this person writes, she kind of invited herself because she knows my husband and I like to go out of town that week every year because it falls on our anniversary. See, if your anniversary didn't exist, I'd be like, oh, sister wants to join. I get it. But, anniversary, you go, like, oh, okay, what are you doing here? This year, we can't go far because of COVID and our toddler. So, when my sis said she wanted to come, I didn't hesitate to include her. Okay, cool. We're we'll going to the mountains. You can come too. I was already planning on driving her since. I'm taking the rest of my family and we're going to try all these restaurants she suggested because she has a bougie taste. I was prepared to pretty much pay for everything because I know my sister's financial situation is less secure than mine. She has 3 jobs that are just not predictable, And I respect her hustle, so I don't mind. I just asked my sister if she could watch our kids during during a nap time for a couple hours while my husband and I sneak for sneak out for a quick couple couple's massage on our anniversary. Yes, come on. She said yes when I initially asked her and I confirmed with her just a couple of days ago before I booked and she said yes again. I mean, if this massage doesn't fucking happen, your sister, I would, I would take her out of the trip. Because I, listen, I, there's more to go in this email and I haven't read it yet. But I kind of see where this is going. Your sister better fucking watch those kids during their nap. I'm just saying. Now that the vacation is approaching, she dropped me an email On the thread where we made all these plans and said, I'm just going to the Catskill for Thanksgiving and then come home with you. Okay, no context. Didn't even ask if she could have that ride home. I responded, I thought you were going to watch Daughter's Name. A couple days earlier, do I have to cancel my reservation now? Uh Uh-oh. She said, I booked my flights for those days. Let's have a call and set up another plan. Again, no context. I have no idea what flights she's referring to. I did not respond because... Yeah, why is this very office This is your sister. I would call her right away, be like, what the fuck? This isn't your, you know, b- wish you the best, hope all is well. What? I did not respond because what the fuck is this disrespectful bullshit? I'm pissed on multiple levels. One. Okay, I love this email. My sister just assumes I'm going to handle everything, that she's pretty much deflating the plans that we had for this vacation we planned two months ago. My husband and I love our daughter, but we're looking forward to a much needed break and now we can't have one? Yeah, no. You don't have to even say you love your daughter, we know. You need a fucking massage and you planned it and because it was planned, and with all the things set, you had all the, th- everything was organized and put into place, and then your sister pulled the the pin that made everything come apart. She pulled the string on the sweater and tore the whole thing apart. Three, I honestly don't even want her to come anymore because I think she's so disrespectful for just or just dropping this on me, but I'm wondering how to approach it. I think my sister assumes it's no big deal for me because I'm pretty comfortable, but I don't know like how she treats me or, or her entitled attitude. Please help. I, I Okay. <clears throat> Let me validate you for a second. This is fucking bullshit. And she is, and here's the thing. It's your sister with three jobs who doesn't sound like, you have a married kid. She, her life is less structured than yours because it can be. And listen, we all make choices in life. You chose to get married and have a kid, which is great. She chose to have three jobs and, you know, do her own thing. That is also great. But she has to understand like the when you're using your sister to get this fun vacation and you kind of jump on her plans, you have become a part of the structured plan that is a life with a husband and a kid. I listen, I I I get entered into the fray on a lot of like you know, my friends who are married, if I'm entered into their vacation or their trip, I understand it's a different type of trip and there's different things to like be on the lookout for, different things to address, ways that I can make their life harder that wouldn't make my life harder. And she's not a, she's not even acknowledging that. And, and when she says, yeah, I'll just fly in, fly out on the days I want and I just use you for my conveniences. And it's like, We had a whole. I would go right to her and be like, I I would let her know I am mad. Hey, we had a vacation planned. We had a whole thing planned. we, We got you involved with the trip because we love you. And we got you involved with the trip because we want you to be a part of it. But then when you became a part of it, you became a part of it. And there was a whole schedule made. And maybe in your life, schedules aren't needed because you don't. You know, you, you know, life is a little bit less structured and I envy that part of your life. I actually think that is a great thing for you and sometimes I wish I had that, but I also have a family and I was looking forward to a massage that included you kind of looking after the kid while I was gone. Tell, her, And I would also say to her, don't worry about it, you're out, okay? And then I would hire a babysitter. I would find a way to get, you gotta, you gotta... The massage must happen, Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Keep sending them in, title them Luxury Lounge, remember. If you like this, this is what I do on Patreon, the duet. Lots of, and I go through a lot of them. Luxury Lounge, luxury apartment hates my luxurious, my luxury-ish car. J Train, feather feather now onto my luxury complaint. So there were people asking what feather feather means. So I will explain that now for some people that might not know because I haven't done it in a while. When I, f- back, uh, not at the beginning of this podcast, but towards, you know, before the pandemic, I used to say how great it felt when someone shares the podcast. And when Shelby was on the podcast more and more often, I would say, uh, I would tell a story about how it felt when someone made the podcast their Instagram story. I was like, it felt like the, we were out in a, and I would create this whole metaphor for how it felt like they were taking a feather and grazing the seam of my nuts and then i would talk about how sometimes i would invent this story that i was out in a wooded dewy forest and then shelby would play like you know Dewy forest noises and then i would say and you take and i and i'm naked in the forest and you took a feather and i and i y- you're the size of a bug and i would squat down and you take that feather and just ever so gently graze my nuts and i'd be like that's what it feels like to have you share the podcast so that was a long-winded way of getting you to make it your Instagram story so now it's turned into Feather Feather which I really appreciate I live in Atlanta apartment complex that classifies itself as quote-unquote luxury ever since I moved here I would agree with this sentiment as that is until I purchased a new car You see, I have been climbing the corporate ladder and have been in a comfortable financial space for the last couple of years. However, I have continued driving around my old 2001 Honda Accord. I simply did not want to have to pay for a car payment, and I try to live frugally where I can. My employer decided last month that they would be giving me a car allowance since my job requires a lot of driving slash traveling. Say less. I went immediately and purchased a brand new Candy Apple Red 2021 Ford Bronco Decked out, I could not have been happier. Ooh The new Ford Bronco too. You you gotta go on a wait list for that car. The first morning after pa- parking my car in my gated parking garage, to my surprise, I came out to find a very rude sticker. On my brand new windshield left by the parking enforcement the sticker stated that my parking pass that allows me entrance to the gar- garage was not visible enough I was annoyed as my parking pass was visible as it was stuck in between the windshield and the dashboard but I decided to move it so there was no further confusion the parking passes are st- sticky on one side so that you may uh, that you may stick it on your car I decided to peel off the sticker and place it directly in the middle of my dashboard. No more issues or so I thought. So the parking pass is sticky and it goes on your dashboard, which I mean, the idea that you need to make the parking people's lives more convenient by placing like so that they don't have to like what turn their neck to see where the parking pass is. Listen, I understand if it's under your seat, but if it's between if it's on the dashboard, then it's there it's it's uh, you know more visible not visible enough it's no reason to put a sticker on your car this past weekend I came out to my car with yet another nasty sticker on my windshield and two boots on my car I immediately called the parking enforcement and a technician came out and looked to see that my sticker was in fact visible apologize and remove the boots free of charge why is your parking garage have boots what what's going on here annoying and time consuming but I took a few deep breaths and went on my way about five minutes later I got a call from the parking enforcement manager the manager went on to rudely ask me if I could peel the parking pass sticker off my car and flip it over apparently there's a blue marking on the sticker side of the pass that his employees look for this sent me over the edge they should have explained this to you when they put a boot on your car and then took it off and said it was okay they should have said here's the reason we keep having this issue he continued to blame me for not having the blue markings visible how would I have known that i am not allowed to use the sticker side of the sticker yeah i don't even understand this i i don't understand this because it's hard to explain i do understand that but i'm just saying this is their job is to enforce the parking that means their job is to get off their fucking ass from their car and go and look to see if the parking pass is there and if it's there you are a paying customer and you're the reason they they have a job not only that but now the sticker's face is up just catching dust and sliding all over my dashboard because i can't use the sticker. It makes no sense. I never once had this issue any kind warning uh warning in my old Honda where I kept my parking pass in my glove box. Now, it's interesting that you're like I never had this issue in the Honda as if like they're messing with you because your car's too nice. But it's a Ford Bronco. Like I not to say like I love that car don't get me wrong and I'm sure it's very nice but I'm just saying it's like it's not like you are in a Bentley Tesla a statement maker car that someone would have to make a statement back at you you're also in Atlanta driving a Bronco like that makes sense to me so the idea that they're messing with you to me these are people that don't want to do their job these are these are people that it sounds like you have a pretty large building where the parking garage attendants are driving in their own parking garage cars, so that's why I'm saying like they don't want to get up. They don't want to go and, 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 and do their job, and, they, and, they're, and they're putting it on you in the sticker situation. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do more Luxury Lounge. And listen, title the Luxury Lounge. And people, shows. Let me remind you. Perrysburg, Ohio, Buffalo, New York, Syracuse, New York, New York, New York, NYC, live you up, St. Louis, Missouri, come on out, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, okay, luxury lounge, reminders of food delivery orders. Jared, I'll jump right into my luxury lounge complaint. When COVID started, I quickly got acquainted with the magical world of food delivery services like Grubhub and DoorDash. Now, almost two years later, I'm still consistently ordering from one of these services one to two times per week. In addition to it being obscenely expensive, once you add in all the fees, I literally just finished paying $30 for one burrito bowl because of a $10 delivery fee. I hear you, and I get into this. I order food when I'm drunk from these places, and I'm like... Uh, like and because like I'm like already there, like they get you at the end when you've already dreamed of this order and then they go, and will you pay this much? And you're like, I don't care, I'll pay I'll pay all the the gold in Israel for this. Like you don't give a shit. I'm typically ordering quote unquote cheap meals, if you will, that are completely unhealthy and unnecessary. So think Taco Bell for lunch while working from home. I get it. To get to my luxury lounge issue, every single time I order from one of these services, I'll get the food, eat it, and then move on. Cut to about an hour later, a notification will pop up on my phone asking me how my order from X restaurant was. I have just finished eating. Why do I need to be reminded of that small fortune I just spent on a sandwich? Why do I need to be reminded of how disgusting I now feel for indulging in a deliciously large lunch rather than eating salad from home. Let me make my mistake and move on. I don't need the shameful reminder, especially when I've barely digested my meal when the notification comes through. I totally agree. These apps need to start knowing who they are to us. I get emails. I remember, this happened to me. I ordered from Domino's, and the Domino's app is really good. It's really efficient. It's really um, you get to watch, you know, your food, and you get a, you get updates on, uh, you know, the Domino's app. And I'm relating this to the Domino's app because this is my experience with exactly what you're talking about. The Domino's app is like your mistress that doesn't know the deal that they're your mistress. Because I remember I ordered from the Domino's app and at two in the morning. And I re-downloaded the app, and I was like, "I'm doing this," and I got all this crap, and you know, I I and I got all this stuff, and then the next day I felt like shit, and I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm never doing this again." Just like, you know, hooking up with someone that you know you shouldn't be hooking up with, and then like two days later, I start getting emails like from the Domino's people being like, "Hey." You know, we're still here and it's like, get out of here. I know you're still here. I know you're there anytime I need you. But I know you're not good for me. I need you to go, like they need, these apps need to realize that we know they're there. We don't need the reminder. The reminder is alcohol. The reminder is hunger. The reminder is our, you know, our indulgences. We'll we'll get to you. Be a little bit more confident, delivery apps. Your remi- and it's like their reminder isn't, it's not that they think that it's helping them get sales. No, no, no. It's just making us, re- reminding us how bad we should feel. J-train podcast at gmail.com. J-train podcast at gmail.com. Luxury Lounge Poop Privacy. Jared and guests. Well, it's just Jared today. And listen, I want to hear from you. Do you enjoy? Do you not enjoy? Do you love this? Every now, I'm not going to do it all the time, but it'll be every now and again. Feather Feather, I've got a real thousand-air issue to share. I started a new job a few months ago and overall it's great, but there's one major issue that I will never come to terms with. There are no private bathrooms. Ooh, there is a shared bathroom for our floor with three stalls in it. Uh Uh-oh. My floor has easily over 70 people, so there's almost always someone else in the restroom at the same time as me. How on earth is one supposed to go poop with someone else in the same room? This is always an uncomfortable situation, but I feel like it's more doable in a public place like an airport or a gas station where you're among strangers, but it's so incredibly awkward when you know everyone else that could possibly walk in. Private bathrooms should be an OSHA guideline, O-S-H-A. Just like good lighting is required in a workplace, private bathrooms should too. See, they're right. And the work poop is totally different than just any poop. The work poop is akin to mental health. Like we're talking about mental health here. The idea that you know, because you're not just going to you know shit out as quick as possible to get right back to work. No, no, no. no. This is a vacation. I when I was in an office, whoo, thirty minutes, forty five minutes. You know, I'm taking. This is my. I, I and I was preparing. I was bringing newspapers and and you know preparing websites on my phone that I was going to read for the poop. And you know sometimes a coffee got brought in there if it had a nice situation where I could set it up there. I'm just saying, the poop is like going for a massage. It's like and and what these people are doing is they're trying. You know the office is in a they you know they can always hide behind this is just the office we have but they. I would assume they've chosen. They like, you know, the, the bosses like that. There's three stalls. They want you uncomfortable. They want you not going for 30 minutes. They because you're on their time. If I'm you, I'm going to other floors. Why not? I'm ta- I'm. I, I'm. I'm exploring the space because the work poop. It, it is just such an important part of feeling okay with being at work, and they're taking that away from you. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Nutrafol. The thought of losing your hair is scary, but you can join the thousands of other women who have de- decided to take back control of their hair with Nutraful. I gotta say, I gave it to my mom. She is a huge fan of it, she's gotten more, she's noticed a difference in her hair, and You know what? That's a a great thing, and and it works by targeting the five root causes of thinning. Stress, hormones, uh, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use natural, clinically effective botanicals. It's easy to get help. Visit Nutrafol.com and take their hair wellness quiz for customized product recommendations. I love that. When you subscribe, you'll receive monthly deliveries so you never miss a dose. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported Improved hair growth after six months, as neutrophils powerful ingredients bring your body back into balance. You may also notice improvements to your overall well-being, including more restful sleep, less stress, and better skin and nails and libido. You can grow thicker, healthier, and uh, you can grow thicker, healthier hair. And support the show by going to Nutrafol.com and use promo code JTRAIN. New customers will get 20% off. This is their best offer available anywhere. Plus free shipping on every order. Get 20% off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com Nutrafol.com promo code JTRAIN. Stand up for your strands and get Nutrafol. JTRAINpodcast at gmail.com JTRAINpodcast at com. luxury lounge good morning text or hostage situation jared love everything you do both podcast stand-up special stand-up in the nyc you up live shows i'm obsessed well thank you that's way too kind on to my complaint i'm writing to you in a fit of irrational rage that i'm hoping you will be able to understand i've been going on dates with this new guy for the last for the past few weeks and so far everything is great except he always sends very elaborate good morning texts like Hi there, I hope the rest of your evening went well and that you slept well and had good dreams and are starting off a great day. Oh, oh my God, this is hell. She writes, just shut the fuck up. (laughs) Obviously, it's objectively a nice thing to send to someone. No, it isn't. We'll get to that. It's not a nice thing. And I get exactly zero sympathy from my friends for this. No, you're going to get sympathy here in the lounge. I promise you that. But it bothers me so much. I'm bothered too. I, and listen, you've come to the right place. I, of course, also hope he slept well and had good dreams and is having a good day. But don't, we don't need to say that every day. Every day? Fuck this guy. I think we all need to operate as if it's a given that we all hope everyone is sleeping well and is having a good day. Yes, it is. But that's why it seems like he's trying to deceive you in my eyes. I sound like such a Grinch whenever I try to play it out in my mind how I could tell him to stop. Oh, I can tell you how to tell him. And I don't think you sound like a Grinch at all. I also can't tell if it bothers me because it's so overly nice and maybe I'm just more of an asshole and maybe I'm really, I really am in the wrong. You're not in the wrong. Or if it's because it feels like it's an excuse to reach out to me, but he doesn't really have anything to say. So I look like the bitch if I don't respond. No, you're not the bitch. I feel like I'm being held hostage over text message by this. There's also only so many ways to say, yep. Thanks. Well, then you're the person who's not wishing him a good morning. I hope you and your guests will be uh, able to commiserate with me. Love, I do not negotiate with terrorists. Listen, there's no guest here, but you have found the right person for this complaint because you're right. Here's the thing. You wrote, I've been going on dates with this new guy for the past few weeks. You don't know each other. To me, this is like a false... Um, this is a this is him creating a false uh, sense of unity with you and and like and and it's actually a thing to deceive. Most relationships don't work out, okay. And you have to enter into them kind of acknowledging that. And you, to me, you didn't even bring up this as a complaint. But if I were you, I'd be like, I don't need to like, you know, get into. Ask him out kisses every morning. Like, you're not there yet. You're not here yet. And what he's doing is he's trying to get somewhere before he should be there. He's trying to get to a place of intimacy, false intimacy. That's the word I'm looking for. And it's actually, he's lying. He doesn't, I mean, hi there, I hope the rest of your evening went well and that you slept well and had good dreams and started off a great day. He doesn't really, he, he, it's not human for him to think that about you every morning. He didn't wake up going, you know, I really hope she had great dreams if she had great dreams then I had great dreams like no dude you're doing this it's deceptive behavior to me because it isn't honest it isn't I've I've woken up in like and and honestly if he has nothing to say to you but likes you there's a way to text you in other ways hey how's your day been hey, I've been thinking about you. If he's really, hey, I've been thinking about you is more honest than, I hope you had the best dreams of your life and then everything comes true for you today and you have a great coffee in the morning. That's that's dishonest. It is honest to be like, hey, I was thinking about you, can't wait to go get dinner tonight. That's a different, type. that's an honest human text. He is sending a version, he's writing a script out to kind of convince you into liking him more and that makes me, you know, kind of, And it sounds like you push them away a bit like what are you trying to get at what are you trying you know so how do you get it to stop hey man I'm not ready for this level of intimacy yet I'm having a great time meeting you I can't wait to keep going on more dates Um, but the good morning text like it just that's something I I kind of save for marriage I would say something like that because that would be what would bother me hey we're not there yet would be my a few weeks of dating. Good morning. I hope you have a great day. Podcast at gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com. You're in the Luxury Lounge. Ooh. Okay. Here we go. Jared. Feather Feather. Patreon subscriber here. Thanks for all the amazing content. I'm a frequent flyer with premier platinum status on United. And get a certain amount of plus points each year to spend on upgrades. Which basically puts you in first put you first on the list and is the only way to get free upgrades on a flight with business class lay fly seat lay, lay flat seat seating pods I recently used my points on a flight from Newark to Denver and when I noticed when I noticed the plane had pods and was very excited about the one two one seat layout now one to one two in the middle one on each side they have this on Delta flights it is a great layout I, it meant I could sit on the window yeah and no one's next to you it's great. Uh, not have anyone in the aisle to climb over as an exclusive aisle seat girl. I was really looking forward to that. However, when I boarded, I quickly realized that, A, there was not business class service, just regular first class despite the pods. B, the entry is, see, it sh, the, the service should be seat dependent. If the seats are there, the service comes with it. B, the entry to the seat was so narrow I had to stand on my tippy toes and shuffle into the seat to get my butt over the shelf. Forget walking in facing the chair. You had to do 180, do 180 and face the front of the plane to even attempt to enter. See below, I'm looking at it. yeah, this is a this is a narrow hallway and the seat looks old. The seat looks like it's been there for a thousand years like seven babies snotted on it. Yeah, this is a very, look at, she takes a book to try and fit it. Wow. I'll be posting these on my Instagram stories after when this releases. We're not doing video because it's an alone episode, but this is great. You can't even fit a book through the hallway that you have. How are you supposed to get out? Having to shimmy in and out of my seat felt horrible, and I am by no means obese, but I'm 5'8 and constantly hover around 20 to lose. Same here, girl. I can't imagine how anyone else would oh, was moderately uh, to substantially overweight felt. Also, isn't this kind of dangerous? Yeah, how are you getting out if the plane's, you know, get out of here, I can't, my butt's f- stuck in the lay flat seat because I ate too many cookies during the flight. Between the pot, body shaming of the narrow opening and the standard first-class service, e.g. no travel, essential kits, pillows, or dessert, cart that typically accompany business class, I felt robbed by my pre, of my precious upgrade points. Yeah, you're losing the points. Also, when are they going to bring back pre-departure drinks? It's got to come back now. The pre-departure drinks, the fact that they're not doing that is... I, that might be on the list of top 10 things we lost in COVID. Include yeah, it's right above your grandma. No, I'm kidding. I've, I feel like they've used the COVID excuse to pre to permanently eliminate one of the most fun perks of first class. I to, sipping on champagne or vodka soda while losers and coach shuffle towards their sad seats somewhere behind the exit row. Oh, you're right. Oh, oh, just thinking about better times makes me so upset. We the pre takeoff drink. Nothing felt classier. Nothing felt Ooh, just having a club of a club soda and a champagne more, more, more and extra laughing as other people are like, you know, holding their, you know, the, 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 the stroller that they just folded up for their baby, like a transformer. If I have to wedge myself uh, into my seat, at least compensate me with a cocktail before we take off. I agree. Thanks for creating a safe space to complain about my luxury woes. Can't wait to see you in New Brunswick. Oh, I'll see you there. Oh, good. That is someone's alarm. This is, I mean, this is the luxury problem. Okay, so you heard the alarm. I'll keep this email because I got to put it on my stories for when this comes out. Luxury lounge, four-day work week, benefit and benefits in quotes. Dear Jared, I work at a large publicly traded company that recently announced it will provide employees the option to have a four-day work week. The catch: I would have to work for four. I would have to work for four ten-hour days if I want a full day off. Sure, a long weekend is nice, but for the rest of my week, this is company expects me to slave away what about daily chores and exercise 10 hours a so you you're this is that's not a day off add on being a parent this whole new quote-unquote benefit is a disaster Thinking about my own role in the company, I couldn't take advantage of this benefit anyways. When I am in my busy months, I easily work over 50 hours per week, which is a necessity for meeting required financial reporting deadlines. When it is slow, I don't have enough work to fill in an eight-hour day. That's the problem. I'm thankful for companies thinking about providing flexibility to their employees, but just giving my 32-hour work week with no strings attached, yeah, I don't like again, this goes back to the, you know, the rewards programs that aren't rewards. They're doing this for a reason. They figured out a way to get more out of you. And I, and I, you know, it's interesting. So I've been working out with Forzag at Forzag on Instagram. I love working out with him. And, and there's two types of workouts that happen in his workouts. There's Imam every minute on the minute imam where you'll do well he'll be like okay 10 push-ups 10 sit-ups and 10 bur you know 10 he never does burpees by the way um 10 push-ups 10 squat thrusts 10 sit-ups and you get the rest of the minute off i love imams i love them i think they're great i do well at them mentally i do well at them because I get through whatever the 30 is and I try to go as fast as possible, but I also try to keep my form and I get those, I know I get the gift of those 20 seconds at the end of it until the next one. There's another type of workout that is um, AMRAP, as many rounds as possible. I hate AMRAPs. AMRAPs, as many rounds as possible, he'll be like, okay, you got five minutes, and you have to do 20 push-ups, 20 sit-ups, and 20 squat thrusts. Do as many as you can. And it's like that is like such a mountain mentally for me. And that's the same thing as this. When you're at work and they say you got to work 10 hours, you're like, ugh. But if they were just like, get your shit done and get out, that you know, I'd rather task-based work than just hourly work. I mean, if you're paying paid hourly, that's a kind of a different story. But, like, the, the problem with signing a contract where you have a salary, like, I, that's why I've, you know, I like doing comedy. Like, I put out the podcast, I, I have the task to be done today. I have a list of things in front of me that get done. And then when they're done, I am out. And it's like, this is what you're talking about. Like, there's no benefit to the four day work week if it's be here for 10 hours. To do what? Just to be here? I have a phone. If you need me, call me and I can do it from there. Call me, beat me, text me if you need me. What's the Kim Possible? Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. I guess to finish that email, I want to live in a, an Imam world rather than an AMRAP, AMRAP world. That could be, that's, I mean, that could be expanded into something. I don't know. Let's do a couple more. Okay. Executive Platinum traveling with gold. Jared, love you and your podcast. I will just get into it. I'm currently on the first flight out and incensed background. I I am and have been American Executive Platinum, highest AA status for years. I know that was my first mistake. I normally travel alone for work a lot, but since the pandemic, I have only traveled with my fiance for leisure. He has had one case status on United Read highest United status for your American airlines, marrying United. I don't know about this one. <laughs> you gotta, you guys gotta choose an airline and. You know, transform over. When we travel on United, say what you will, we never have an issue with companion upgrades. When traveling with him on United, the process is simple. I get his status, even with my low, lowly silver number added, so I get my points. I get his boarding group number, and we are on the upgrade list together. See, I like that. On the other hand, you have American, where I book our flights on the same reservation, we never get the same boarding group, and we are always getting separated on the upgrade list. First, it was because I was entering his AA number, again, insane business rule, Um, now I'm entering his number and he has to back up go back and claim miles after the flight either way no matter what we are always separated on the upgrade list I call right after I make the reservation I call the day before and we still have to go to the check-in desk and the gate agent to only get it fixed 50% of the time this is horrible yeah now you're negotiating with someone you have to be extra nice you have to make sure you know and you and the fact that it works out 50% of the time is that you know it can happen So then you get angry at the ones that don't make it happen easily. They all tell me it is fixed at every step, but it rarely is. I'm on a flight now where I was number one and he was 15 on the upgrade list. Even worse, five people were upgraded and he would have made it if they had just kept us together. On top of it, I have to take the upgrade because they already gave my seat away. Um, Um, next to my fiance and I would have uh, would have to sit in the back oh they already gave my seat away and I have to sit in the back in the middle seat I love my fiance but I'm not a monster no 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 You go sit in first class. So my question is, why would American ever split up a reservation or companion? Clearly other airlines do this seamlessly. Why can't they? What is the point of flying 150,000 miles with one airline a year if when I'm traveling for leisure it is such a pain in the ass? No, trust me, I would fly Delta if it was an option out of my city. Wow. Yeah, this is, there is nothing worse. There should be a dating app that for the the airlines should offer dating apps. We need to stop dating outside of our airlines. And I know that's controversial, I know that's old way of thinking, but Delta people should be with Delta people, American people should be with American people. What if someone got mad at this? What if someone was like, you're being, this is anti? (laughs) No, but what if the airlines had a dating app? Why not? Fuck it. I don't wanna deal with this anymore. I have flown with people that are not my status on the airline list. And it is horrible. You are shown exactly who you are. You are, because I want, listen, and, and it's like one of those things, it's like you just want, it's not the first class as much as it's just, I want to be able to have the first class. You know, I just I just want to get it. And, and it's like what she said at the end is like I didn't fly, you, you know, these points become games and they become serious games that you need to win because you're like, I didn't do all these hours. I didn't go through all these shitty flights and all these wake up early and sit in middle seat to not get it when I can get it. So now you're looking at your partner. Partner looks at you and goes, what are you a monster? It's like, yes, I am a monster. Yes. I have been, I have been, I've been taken over by this game, this, this, this sick, gross world of points i have been consumed and your partner doesn't understand it because they are not consumed they haven't tasted the drug of getting that upgrade they haven't seen what it's like to have the 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 excitement of being first on the list and then it gets to the boarding process and they go you're in and you go oh finally they don't know what it's like we're addicted Dating apps for airlines. I mean, just put it on the Delta app. Put a swipe feature. Tab, you know, hit, if you're single, put it here. Something to do on the flight. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Title it Luxury Lounge. We're here every, we'll do one more. Okay. Every Thursday. So title it Luxury Lounge. Also, if you want to sign this is what the Patreon's like. I go through a lot, a lot of complaints (laughs) and, um, okay. Luxury lounge company car washes. Been listening to the podcast from the very beginning since the poop talk episode came out. When I was a freshman in college, I feel like I've grown up and changed with the podcast over the years and it's been awesome. Well, thank you. The email from the last episode about their company car inspired me to let you know about my complaint from mine. Luckily the fleet, card i use works without issues at all gas stations i've tried and i use it to pay for all maintenance as well i'm sitting here writing this as i'm waiting for my car to finish an oil change the problem is the card doesn't work at any reputable car wash place so i guess they get a card for their you know their car um so they it works at the gas. so we had an email where the the their company card wouldn't work at the the, the pump so they had to go in. And now this guy's saying his works at the gas stations I've tried and they use it to pay for maintenance which is like unbelievable, but the car doesn't work at any car, reputable car wash place because you gotta get it washed. The rule set by the third party fleet management company is that the car washes can only be paid for by the fleet card at gas stations. Gas stations require, or gas station car washes are awful. Oh so you can't go to a standalone car wash you have to get a gas station car wash gas station car washes are awful and most gas stations don't even have one so it's near impossible to find one while i'm on the road and if i'm at home i have to go to the probably the 10th closest station from where i live the car never gets a good wash from any gas station around me ooh this is horrible i don't understand why i can't use the fleet card i guess the fleet card fleet bank does that bank still exist and go to an actual car wash like I would at any auto shop to get maintenance. It is technically their car, so I don't want to pay for it to get washed like I don't want to pay for any other aspect. It would actually save the company money since gas station car washes are usually at least $10 or even up to $20, and you can get a good cleaning from a drive-through car wash for less than 10. Other coworkers have tried to expense car wash. This is an issue with the company. Car washes with a company credit card, but since we have the fleet cards to pay for everything related to the car, uh, we can't pay for any car-related expenses with the credit card, and it gets rejected. Therefore, we are stuck with shitty gas station car washes. Plus, we only get $30 a month on car washes, or we get flagged. So that is uh, two or less, depending on how much they cost. Thanks for letting me air out this complaint, since no one outside of work gives me light of day on this one. Well, I'm looking... This feels very Boston. They didn't say where they're from, but like Fleet is a Boston company, um, getting a car wash is, a, or maybe not, car washes. is, it's tough to get a car wash in like a northeast city with weather, but I, I would just say, yeah, this stinks because you just don't want to be wa- driving around in a car, it, it feels good to be driving in a clean car, and I know that even though I don't drive a lot, but it feels good. And, and it feels good when you've showered and shaved and put on a fresh set of clothing. That's the same thing for a car. So they're leaving you in a position to not feel great. Nobody wants to get in a musty, gross car. You want to go in your clean where you can see your face on the windshield. It's, you know, you want to look the part, especially, you, you know, you're working, you're putting on a suit. You don't want to get into a, a mud-covered tin box train com. that's the luxury lounge every Thursday send in your luxury lounge complaint title of the luxury lounge tell us what you're talking about and we'll read it on the show um we're here and and thank you thank you for listening to this show and and check out patreon if you like this experience just you and me patreon.com Jared free get into it back next week boom